0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Cunningham Contemporary Jazz Radio Show. And now for your host, Tim
1: Cunningham. Hey, 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 your Suck, the phone is Tim Cunningham here on the CRS Radio Network. This is the Jazz Chat here every Tuesday on. The CRS Radio Network from five to seven in my time zone in the Central Time Zone. Uh, excuse me, six to eight on the East Coast and three to five on the West Coast. Let's kick it off with a tune called Chip. Wanna Be With You" on the CRS Radio Network. We are a knowledge station. <laughs> Love is a gift. This is saxophonist Tim Cunningham on the CRS Radio Network. We are here every Tuesday, spinning some contemporary and smooth jazz for you from three to five on the West Coast, six to eight on the East Coast, five to seven where I'm at, here in the middle of America. Here's a tune called Manchester Road. <laughs> Just a road, here comes one from pianist Darren Stewart called Tonight.
0: Listening to CRS Radio, the Knowledge Station with Tim Cunningham on the Jazz Chat.
1: Network. We're here every Tuesday from 6 to 8 on the East Coast, 3 to 5 on the West Coast, and 5 to 7 here in Middle America. Um, Just an update on some shows we got coming up this weekend already. We're going to be in just north of Indianapolis at the Carmel Jazz Fest, Friday night at 9 p.m. on the Tarkington Stage. You can go to CarmelJazzFest.org and find out all of the information about shows, tickets, artists, so on and so forth. Uh that's Carmel Jazz Fest, C-A-R-M-E-L, Jazzfest dot org. And yours truly will be on the show Friday night at nine PM and again Saturday morning at eleven A. M. Then I'm sliding back down to St. Louis for uh to St. Charles, Missouri, just across the river from St. Louis for the hot summer night show. Uh, we get on, we'll get on stage around eight o'clock, eight thirty on that show. That's downtown St. Charles, Missouri. That is outdoors, free show that night. The following Thursday, August seventeenth, was another free show in Bridgeton, Missouri, near the airport at Gentry Park. That's a seven to nine. Following Saturday, we are in Kirkwood at Kirkwood Park. Check that one out. They're all on my website at TimCunningham.com. and show that I'm waiting for is September the 8th at the Old Stone Chapel show that I'm putting on for myself. And this is in St. Charles, just uh, past the uh, Ameristar Casino. That show starts at 8 o'clock. Doors open at 7. Tickets are available online at timcunningham.com. The site, the link is timcunningham.ticketbud, B-U-D, ticketbud.com forward slash TC to get right to the ticket again, Tim com forward slash TC like Tim Cunningham. Again, information is always on the website at Tim Um uh, September 22nd, the Mikey 23 foundation will be there on Friday night at the Cadillac room. Uh, you got a call to get tickets. The information is on the website. Uh, the VIP tickets are already sold out, so they only have the $30 tickets remaining. I expect that show is going to stop pretty quickly. The governor of Michigan, Ms. Whitmer, is going to be in the House along with some other uh, politicians. Getty uh, Stabenow is slated to be there and some other folks. So we are looking so forward to that show. Um, October 20th, we will be... At the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center, with the um, uh, Meacham Park Neighborhood Association, Neighborhood Improvement Association, I should say, that is an eight o'clock show, a seven o'clock show, I believe. Um, Kirkwood Performing Arts Center, just an incredible venue. October twentieth, check that one out. We did it last year; over five, over four hundred people there, five hundred seat venue, so we're very, very excited to have that many people at the first event. So I'll be there again this year. Probably next year there's going to be another artist there, um, maybe another local St. Louis artist. Um, November 24th I'm going to be – let me say this first. October 28th I'm going to be at the Omega Size 5 Theta Gala. That is on October 28th, Saturday night. We'll be performing there. You can find information on my website about that event. Uh, that's another TicketBud uh, website that you can go to buy tickets. Tickets are $125 for that event. And it's totally dressed, and you got to have a tux and a nightgown, or um, nightgown. I should, uh, you know, should say um, a, a really nice uh, dress. Um, evening gown is what I meant to say. Um, and November 24th, day after Thanksgiving, I'll have my annual day after Thanksgiving show will be available for that show coming up here pretty soon. Hope you guys are enjoying the music. Let's go to a tune called Mood Swing. This is the CRS Radio Network. We are the knowledge station. Radio Network, I want to uh, get into our musician uh, highlight this week. We like to try to highlight uh, one uh, musician that um, you may or may not know about, or, or at least you may know them, may not know any background or history of them. So this week, we're going we're to focus on Nat King Cole. A lot of people think, well, he's a singer. But no, Nat King Cole was a phenomenal musician, an incredible pianist. If you go back and look at some of his uh, videos and look at some of the trio stuff that he did, it was just him, the bass player, I believe, and a uh, guitarist. No drummer. Unbelievable. Uh, just unbelievable stuff. So in a situation like that when you don't have a drummer, your bass player is basically keeping time. Um, he is your basically your drummer. So um, we're going to focus on Matt Cole. Nat King Cole, talk a little bit about him. Um, sadly, you know, Nat didn't live a, a very long time. He died at uh, I think the age of 46, 45, actually. Um, born in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, March 17, 1919, um, known professionally as Nat King Cole real name Nathaniel Adams-Coles. Um, yeah, he received numerous accolades and starred on the Hollywood Walk of Fame Special Achievement Global, Golden Globe Award, also received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, um, along with the Sammy Kahn Lifetime Achievement Award. He's been inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the National Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame. He started his career as a jazz pianist in the late 1930s where he formed the King Trio, which is what I was talking about earlier, which became the top, uh, the top selling group and the only black act on Capitol records in 1940, in the 1940s. That was, and that was amazing with all the, uh, stuff going on in Jim Crow and, and, and the racist times back then, uh, Amazing to have a group, uh, an African-American group, uh, be the top-selling group uh, during that time. Um, Starting in 1950, he transitioned to become a solo singer, billed as Nat King Cole. Uh, Despite achieving mainstream success during his career, he faced intense racial discrimination. While not a major vocal public figure in the civil rights movement, Nat King Cole was a member of his local NCAA, NAACP branch and participated in the 1963 March on Washington. He regularly performed for civil rights organizations from 56 to 57. He hosted the NBC variety series, the Mackie and Cole show, which became the first nationally broadcast television show hosted by an African-American. Sadly, that show came to an end because of race um, sponsors, uh, were being threatened by white america saying they weren't going to buy their products so uh sponsorship left and that killed his show um some of his most notable singles that everybody knows unforgettable is probably number one smile um l-o-v-e when i fall in love let there be let there be love mona lisa autumn leaves Straighten Up and Fly Right, The Very Thought of You, For Sentimental Reasons, Embraceable You, and Almost Like Being in Love. He is known for his Christmas album, The Magic of Christmas, 1960, wow, Uh, which included the Christmas song, Uh, and most people don't know, he did not write that song. That song was written by, oh, I'm trying to think of his name, and he also sung the song as well. Uh, But. Nat took the song to an entire, you know, he he just blew the song up. It was just amazing. Um, I'll think of the artists who actually wrote the song. Um, uh, let's see, in the Christmas song in 1999 was named by Rolling Stone as one of the greatest Christmas albums of uh, of all song of all times. Um, course, he was the father of Natalie Cole, who covered her father's song in the 1991 album, Unforgettable with Love. That album was pitched to a label. I don't know which the label was. And I'm talking about Natalie's album. She wanted to do this album and, you know, insert her father's voice from the old recordings. So she was basically singing a duet with him on those on that album, and it was denied. I, I believe Capitol denied doing the record. They didn't like the idea, but she took it somewhere else, and they picked up on it. And oh boy, <laughs> that thing sold tons of records. It's a great idea. So. Um, Whoever had the uh, whoever turned her down at the other label probably got fired. <laughs> anyway, that was a phenomenal album. Um, Nat was born in Montgomery, Alabama. Three brothers: Eddie, Ike, and Freddie. Uh, Freddie just passed in 2020. I actually had a gig with one of Freddie's kids um, uh, back in Chicago. A couple of gigs I played with him. Um, he was uh, Lionel, fine, fine pianist. Wow, incredible piano player. Um, and Freddie was a, was a great uh, performer as well. Half-sister Joyce Coles, um, each of the brothers pursued a music career. When Nat was four years old, the family moved to Chicago, where his father Ed Coles became a Baptist minister. Um, Nat learned how to play the organ from his mom, Perlina Coles, Uh, His first performance was, yes, we have no bananas at the age of four. He began formal lessons at 12, learning gospel jazz and classical music from Johann Sebastian Bach to Sergei Rachmaninoff. As as a youth, he joined the News Delivery Boys, Bud Billiken Billiken Club band for the Chicago Defender. They moved to to the Bronzeville neighborhood in Chicago where he attended Wendell Phillips. Academy High School, the school Sam Cooke attended a few years later. He attended, he participated in Walter Diet's music program at DeSable High School. He would sneak out of the house to visit clubs, sitting outside to hear Louis Armstrong, Earl Hines, and Jimmy Noon, Jimmy Noon. Uh When he was 15, he dropped out of high school to pursue a music career after his brother Eddie Basis came home from touring with Noble Thistle. They formed Sex sextet and recorded two singles with DACA Records in 1936 as Eddie Cole's Swingsters. They performed the revival of the musical Shuffy, Shuffle Along. Nat went on tour with the musical in 1937. He married Nadine Robinson, who was a member of the cast. And after after the show ended in Los Angeles, Cole and Nadine fell there, where he looked for work. He led a big band and found work playing piano in nightclubs. When a club owner asked him to perform a band, the he hired bassist Wesley Prince and guitarist Oscar Moore. They called themselves the King Cole Swingsters after the nursery rhyme, of which old King Cole was a merry old soul. They changed their name to the King Cole Trio before making radio transcriptions, and recording for small labels. Nat, Nat recorded Sweet Lorraine in 1940, and it became his first hit. According to legend, his career as a vocalist started when a drunken bar patron demanded that he sing the song. Cole said he that he fabricated that this fabricated story sounded good, though he did not argue with it. There was a customer one night who demanded that he sing, but because there was a song Cole did not know, he sang "Sweet Lorraine" instead. As people heard his band, his his vocal talent, they requested more vocal songs, and he obliged. Um, in the 1940s, they recorded the Ain't Right for, That Ain't Right for Decca, followed the next year by All For You for Excelsior. They recorded I'm Lost, a song written by Otis Renee, the owner of Excelsior Records. Um, he quoted, I started out to become a jazz pianist. In the meantime, I started singing and I sang The Way I Felt, and that's just the way it came out. That was 1956 in an interview. Uh, he appeared in the first jazz at Hill Philharmonic concerts in 1944. He was credited on Mercury Records as Shorty Nadine, a derivative of his wife's name, because he had an exclusive contract with Capitol since singing with the label the, the year before. He recorded with Illinois Jaquette. And Lester Young in, in 1946, the trio broadcast King Cole's Trio Time, a 15-minute radio program. This was the first radio program to be hosted by a black musician. Between 46 and 48, the trio recorded radio transcriptions for Capitol Records Transcription Service. They performed on the radio program's Swing Soiree, Old Gold, the Field Supper Club, Graph Music Hall, and the Orson Welles Almanac. Uh, Nat began recording and performing. Pop-oriented material in which he was often accompanied by a string orchestra. Thatcher, as a popular star, was cemented by hits such as All For You, 1943. The Christmas Song, 1947. Get Your Kicks on 166, I Love You, For Cinema Reasons, 1946. There, I've said it again, 1947. Nature Boy, 48. Frosty the Snowman, Mona Lisa, number one song, 1950. Orange Colored Sky, 1952, Young. The number one song of 1951, "Too Young." I'm trying to remember that song. I try to tell us we're too young. I believe that's it. Uh, and then it goes on into the 50s and 60s. Uh, his personal life around uh, the time he launched his singing career, he entered into Freemasonry. He was raised in 19. He was raised in January 1944 in the Thomas. Waller Lodge, number 49 in California. The Lodge was named after fellow Prince Hall Mason and Jazz musician Fats Waller. He joined the Scottish Rite Freemason, Rebecoming Mason Master Mason. Uh, Nat was an avid baseball fan, particularly of Hank Aaron. In 1968, Nelson Riddle related an incident from some years earlier in toll of music studio engineers searching for a source of noise, finding Cole listening to a game on a transistor radio. Um, Nat met his first wife Nadine while they were on tour for the all-black Broadway music shuffle along, uh, shuffle along. He was 18 years old when they married. She was the reason he moved to LA and, and formed the Nat King Cole Trio. Uh, marriage ended in the divorce in 1948. On March 28, 1948, six days after his divorce became final, Cole married the singer Maria Hawkins. The Coles were married in Harlem's Abyss. Abyssinian Baptist Church by Adam Clayton Powell Jr. They had five kids. Natalie, who had a successful career as a singer, as we all know, before dying of congestive heart failure at 65. Uh, Adopted daughter Carol, um, who passed in 2009. Um, The daughter of Maria's sister, who died of lung cancer, cancer at the age of 64. And an adopted son, Matt Kelly Cole. Who died in 1995? Um, died in uh, of AIDS uh, at age 36, and twin daughters Casey and Timmylin Tim- 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 born 19 uh, September 26, 1961. Um, Maria supported his final him during his final illness and stayed with him until his death. In an interview, she emphasized his musical legacy and the class he exhibited despite his imperfections. Um and you know, Nat was a you know, he's a big time smoker, unfortunately. He was really a chain smoker. Um and he eventually died of cancer. Uh I think it was yeah, here's his illness. Information about his illness and his death. Um, he uh in 1964, he began to lose weight and experience back problems, which I think back problems is a sign of cancer. One, one, I know it is one of the signs of, of lung cancer. He collapsed with pain after performing at the Sands in Vegas. Uh, in December, he was working in Frisco, and he was finally persuaded by friends to seek medical help. A malignant tumor in an advanced state of growth on his left lung was observed on a chest X-ray. Matt, who was a heavy cigarette smoker, had lung cancer and was expected to have only months to live. Against his doctor's wishes, he carried on his work and made his final recording between December 1st and 3rd in San Francisco with an orchestra conducted by Ralph Carmichael. Uh, Music was released on the album LVE shortly before his death. His daughter noted later that he did this to assure the welfare of his family. Um, He entered St. John's. Health Center in Santa Monica on December 7, 1964, and cobalt therapy was started on December 10th. Frank Sinatra uh, performed in his place at the grand opening of the new Dorothy Chandler Pavilion of the Los Angeles Music Center on December 12th. His condition gradually worsened, but he was released from the hospital over the the years period. At home, he was able to see hundreds of thousands of cards and letters that had been sent after news of his illness was made public. He returned to hospital in early January 1965. He also sent $5,000 to actress and singer Dinella Hutton, and they noted they note in the in the information that $5,000 at that time would be $47,000 today in 2022. Um, He sent $5,000 to actress uh, singer. Ganella Hutton, with whom he had been romantically involved early since early 1964, uh, Hutton later telephoned Maria and implored her to divorce him. Maria confronted her husband and Cole finally broke off the relationship with Hutton. Cole's illness reconciled him with his wife, and he vowed that he would, that if he recovered, he would go on television to urge her to stop smoking. On January 25th, he entered. Uh, his entire left lung was surgically removed. Uh, his father died of heart problems on February 1st. Throughout his illness, his publicist promoted the idea that he would soon be well and working, despite the private knowledge of his terminal condition. Billboard reported that he was he had successfully come through a serious operation. The future looks bright for the master resumed resume his career again on Valentine's Day. He and his wife briefly left. St. John's to drive out to see he died in the hospital early in the morning hours of Monday, February fifteenth, nineteen sixty-five, at the age of forty-five years old. General was held at February eighteenth at the St. John Saint James Episcopal Church, uh, on Will Street in LA. Four hundred people were there. Thousands gathered outside, hundreds of members of the public had filed past the coffin the day before. Honorary pallbearers included Robert Kennedy, Count Basie, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Johnny Mathis, George Burns, Danny Thomas, Jimmy Durante, Alan Livingston, Frankie Lane, Steve Allen, and Pat Brown, the governor of California. The Jews delivered by Jack Benny who said that Matt Cole was a man who gave so much and still had so much to give. He gave it in a song and in friendship to his fellow man, devotion to his family. He was a star, a tremendous success as an entertainer, and institution. But he was an even greater success as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a friend. Cole's remains were interred in Freedom Mausoleum at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. Um, so this so, is, you know, some some basic information about Macky Cole. Didn't go through the '50s or the '60s. Uh, but and there's there's a lot of information about him and his career. Obviously, he was a phenomenal musician, phenomenal singer. Uh, just so sad to see him die at such a young age at 45. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't really, you know, realize that he was so young. Um, wow, what a what a talent. I I encourage you just to go on YouTube and just pull up the Nat King Trio. Um, You would be surprised at the phenomenal musicianship this guy possessed. He was unbelievable. I I can't even – words can't describe how great of a piano player he was, and the most people don't know that. The great singer, no, this man was a phenomenal piano player, and I do mean phenomenal. And it's he—he he was so good. I mean, he—he's singing, and he's playing, and looking at the camera, and it—it's just, I mean, it's—it's it's flawless. It was just so good. Um, but like I said, if you get a chance, please log on uh, log on to YouTube and just just search the Nat King Gold Trio and watch some of the old videos. It's – well, it, I mean, if you like jazz, of course, uh, if, I'm sure you do since you're listening to this show, um, uh, that – Style of jazz, of course, is a lot different than what we play today. But the respect I have for his piano playing is just—I'm I, I just, just still in awe of his playing. And so uh, glad I got a chance to get a chance to at least listen. Uh, obviously, never got—I never got a chance to see him in concert or anything. I was only—I wasn't even four years old when he passed away. I was. I was three years old when he died in 1965. Um, but again, there's another musician that we want to talk about, and, and you know, they, like I said, he's he's known as a singer, but he uh, and, and a lot of a lot of singers, you know, do start out as musicians, um, and he and he is one of them, and just just absolutely amazing. We are going to keep the music rolling. Here's a tune called St. Joe Park. You're listening to Dr. Tim Cunningham here on the Jazz Chat on the CRS Radio Network. We are the Knowledge Station. <laughs> you've been Tim Cunningham